fellow people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners, welcome to this week's news and flashback fun mini episode. As always, prayers go out to all those affected by the Russia-Ukraine war and to all the frontline workers battling the newest variant of COVID-19 out there on the front line. Happy birthday today to talented actresses Sandra Bullock and Helen Mirren. Oddly enough, their latest films, The Duke and The Lost City, are out on DVD today. Also, happy 37th birthday to the Clearwater Marine Aquarium's Dolphin Hemingway. They shared their birthdays with the late director Stanley Kubrick, actor Jason Statham, rock singer Mick Jagger, and Kevin Spacey. The 2019 Amazon Prime series The Boys, 2019's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was the final film role of the late Luke Perry, 2013's Fruit Fair Station, and The Wolverine, and 2006's Little Miss Sunshine all made their debuts in their, spe- in their respective years today. Happy belated birthday to Robin Curry's daughter, Addie, of Hickory, North Carolina. She turned one years old on Sunday, July 24th, but I forgot to mention that. Oopsies. Also, belated congrats for two th- to for 48-year-old fitness trainer Jillian Michaels. People revealed July 22nd she and her fiancé, Deshana Mary Minuto, got married in a small ceremony July 11th in the tiny African country of Namibia. Namibia. The website said they're planning on having an official lavish ceremony next June in Venice, Italy. Now, I have some news before today's flashback fun. Some good, others not so good. First and not so good. Hollywood lost two legends recently, just two months after the sad, unexpected passing of Goodfellow star Ray Liotta, another one of his co-stars in the film, joined him in the sky above. 83-year-old Paul Sorvino, actress Mira Sorvino's father, passed away Monday of natural causes with his wife, Dee Dee, by his side. The Brooklyn, New York native, who was also an accomplished sculptor and painter, appeared in The Rocketeer, 1974's The Gambler, as Julia's father in Baz Luhrmann's 1996 film Romeo Plus Juliet, Dick Tracy, Nixon, and Red. CNN.com stated yesterday, Sorvino is perhaps best remembered for director Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas as Paul Sierra, the mobster who even in prison retained a passion for cooking and fine cuisine, thinly slicing garlic with a razor blade. Sorvino and his wife later co-wrote the book Pinois, Pasta, and Parties. The actor took a role in Law and Order as one of the detectives, but soon left, citing the limited range of the material. Sorvino is served by, by his wife and three children, including actress Mira Sorvino and five grandchildren. His final film was the 2021 American crime thriller, The Birthday Cake. 80-year-old British actor David Warner went to that studio in the sky yesterday. CBSNews.com stated Monday, 
Warner's relatives shared the news in a statement obtained by CBS News and originally reported by the BBC, which noted that his death came more than one year after a cancer diagnosis and was caused by health complications related to the illness. He died on Sunday at Denville Hall, a retirement and care home in London where a number of British actors and entertainment industry figures have stayed. It is with an overwhelming heavy heart that we share the news of the death of the actor David Warner at the age of nearly 81 from a cancer-related illness in the early hours of July 24th, his family said in a statement, which described Warner as a well-respected stage, television, voice, and film actor, and whose career included aero-defining theatrical pursuits in addition to the screen performances for which he is widely recognized. Over the past 18 months, he approached his diagnosis with a characteristic grace and dignity. The statement continued. He will be missed hugely by us, his family and friends, and remembered as a kind-hearted, generous, and compassionate man, partner, and father, whose legacy of extraordinary work has touched the lives of so many over the years. We are heartbroken. Fans mourned and celebrated Warner's life and legacy on social media throughout Monday morning and into the eve and to the afternoon. Among the online tributes was one shared by his partner, actor Lisa Bowerman, who retweeted posts reports about his death from the BBC and The Guardian, alongside a message of her own mourning the loss. Good night, my sweet prince, she wrote. May flights of angels, heartbroken. Warner was best known for his villainous supporting roles, like playing the malicious butler to Leonardo DiCaprio's Jack Dawson Titanic, a power-hungry executive who used Jeff Bridges' ideas as his own in Tron, and evil in Terry Gillingham's Time Bandits. He also appeared in The Omen, A Christmas Carol, Straw Dogs, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, the 1996 film version of A Midsummer Night Dreams, three of Sam Peckinpah's films, including A Cross of Iron, and in multiple entries of the first Star Trek film series. He appeared in many episodes of the 90s show Twin Peaks and was in plenty of animated productions like Batman the Animated Series as Ra's al Ghul, Freakazoid, The Legend of Prince Valiant, The Amazing World of Gumball, and what's new with Scooby-Doo. The actor who would have been 81 this upcoming Friday's final film role was in 2018's Mary Poppins Returns as retired Admiral Bloom. Ice cream truck fans, I have some bad news. Klondike's Choco Tacos have gone the way of Oreo Cakesers, Sprite Tropical Remix, Tab Soda, Butterfinger BBs, Flintstones Push Pops, Dunkaroos, Blue Pep- Pepsi Blue, Crystal Pepsi, and many others. www.wmtw.com reported today the beloved Klondike product, packaged ice cream in a taco shaped cone, has been discontinued. <gasps> Over the past two years, we have experienced an unprecedented spike in demand across our portfolio and have had to make some very tough decisions to ensure availability of our full portfolio nationwide, a Klondike brand representative told CNN Business in an email, adding, 
We know this may be very disappointing. You could possibly still find Choco Tacos around as sellers run through their inventory, the representative said. During the pandemic, it became common for companies to slam down their portfolios to help meet demand for the most popular items. But even less popular products have devoted fans who are upset by the decisions. Choco Tacos have fallen, one Twitter user declared. They always take the best things away from us, another muse. Others berated Klondike for this decision. Sad. In better news, Nick Cannon just got his eighth delivery from the stork. Eonline.com declared yesterday, July 25th, the Wild and Out star and model Bray Tessie welcomed a baby boy, his eighth child, on June 28th. Her son weighed 8 pounds and 10 ounces at birth. I did it. An all-natural, unmedicated home birth, Bray wrote on Instagram on July 25th. This was the most humbling slash limit-pushing yet awakening and completely empowering experience. I can't thank my team enough for delivering my son safely. She added that the experience has changed me forever. I can't believe he's here. Speaking of growing families, Steve, Stephen and Cassandra Amell's second little one, born in May, made his Instagram debut last Friday. The actor shared pics of the family of the four on a trip and revealed in the comments the baby named Bowen Auguste Amell was born May 13th. Aragon lives! Collider.com proclaimed earlier today, fresh off the announcement that Disney will be adapting, adapting the Graveyard Book, it seems the studio will be adapting another beloved piece of children's literature. Aragon, a novel by Christopher Paolini, is currently being developed for streaming, according to Variety. Aragon, originally published in 2002, marked the beginning of a four-book series, collectively titled The Inheritance Cycle. The television series will be based on these books. Paolini is attached as co-writer and showrunner in a move similar to what Disney Plus is doing with Rick Brierden and the Percy Jackson series. The studio is on the search for another writer and showrunner to work alongside Paolini, as this will be his first foray into writing for television. Now, this isn't Aragon's first foray into the big screen. I mean, onto screen. An atrocious 2006 film film starring Ed Spielers as the title character, a boy who who finds a mysterious dragon egg in his mountain home and must flee to save it from the land's malicious king, along with Rachel Weiss, Garrett Hedlund, John Malkovich, and Jeremy Irons. But Hollywood doesn't talk about it for very good reason. Ah, ah, beyond awful. Sorry, there's something in my throat. I hate to break it to you Percy Jackson song fans, but it's going to be a bit of a wait for the debut of the Disney Plus series Percy Jackson and the Olympics, starring Walter Scobell, Ariane Simhadri, Leia Savava Jeffries, Tim Sharp, Jason Manzoukas, 
Glenn Tillman, Megan Mullally, Dior Goodjohn, Charlie Bushnell, and Virginia Cull. Deadline.com announced yesterday, author and executive producer Rick Ryden shared in a blog post the ser- that the series likely will not premiere until early 2024. Urgh! It's flashback fun time! In the wake of David Warner's passing, I'd like to take a look at his 1982 sci-fi action-adventure, Tron. In addition to Warner, the film, which just turned 40 light cycle matches old on July 9th, also stars Jeff Bridges, Bruce Boxley-Nader, Bernard Hughes, and Cindy Morgan. In the film, which was praised by critics for its trailblazing effects, and acting but blasted for its hard-to-follow plot. Computer hacker and video game developer Kevin Flick is abducted into a digital world of his company's mainframe computer and forced to participate in gladiator games where his only chance of escape is with the aid of a heroic security program it was a moderate success, making just $50 million, but has since become a cult film. And along with The Last Starfighter, it has the honor of being one of the earliest movies to utilize extensive computer-generated imagery, a.k.a. CGI. Shockingly, while it got Best Costume and Design and Best Sound nominations at the Academy Awards and the 55th Academy Awards, it wasn't up in the visual effects category. <gasps> According to IMDb.com, it was disqualified for receiving the special effects nomination since back then the Academy felt using computer generated effects was cheating. A true travesty, if you ask me. It had multiple video games, including an arcade game tie in released right after the film was released. And comic books. A sequel, Tron Legacy, was released in 2010 with Bridges and Boxleitner returning. The sequel itself was followed by the Disney animated series Tron Uprising, set between the films. According to IMDb.com, the characters really do throw around real frisbees within the game grid, and Lord Klaatu Barada Nikto is seen written on the wall of Alan's cubicle. This is a phrase used to prevent disaster from 1951 sci-fi film The Day the Earth Stood Still. And actually, one of the inspiration for the film, of all things, was Stanley Kubrick's Spartacus. Rawr! July 29th is International Tiger Day. One of the most famous Disney tigers of all, not including Tigger and Raja, is the vicious, arrogant Bengal tiger Shere Khan. This infamous tiger with a habit of hunting humans is the main foe of Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book and its adaptations, including the famous Disney animated adaptation. Shere Khan and the other inhabitants of the jungle, Mowgli, the abandoned man cub, Bagheera, the panther, the Indian elephant, Colonel Hathi, and the rest of the Jungle Book game 
pounced from the page to the big screen October 18, 1967. The animated musical comedy starring Phil Harris, Sebastian Cabot, Verona Felton in her last film role as she died the day before Walt Disney, Sterling Holloway, Louis Prima, George Sanders, and Bruce Reitherman, based on Kipling's 1984 novel and the last film to be produced by Walt Disney, who passed during its production, doesn't even need to be recapped. The film became Disney's second highest grossing animated film at the time here in the States and Canada. It was also successful during re-releases. In total, it ate up 378 million pawpaw fruits worldwide, with 141 pawpaw fruits, 141 million of pawpaw fruits of that coming from the States. Not only was there a 2003 sequel, The Jungle Book 2, but in 1994 there was a live-action remake. And John Favreau's 2016 trailblazing live-action remake starring Neil Seathy as Mowgli and the voices of Scarlett Johansson, Bill Murray, Ben Kingsley, Christopher Walken, Idris Elba, Lupita Nyong'o, and many others took home the Best Visual Effects Oscar in 2017. What's interesting is that all of the film scatting was improvised by Louis Prima and Phil Harris. And because of their busy band schedule, they had to record their song, I Want to Be Like You, separately. Bruce Reitherman, who provided the voice of Mowgli, the man club, actually became a wildlife documentarian in his later life. What's also neat is that after Mowgli runs away and Bagheera is trying to convince Hathi to look for him, Hathi's wife, Winifred, declares if they don't help find him, she will take over the herd. Hathi is outraged and insulted at the very thought of a female leading. But in reality, elephants herds are actually led by a matriarch, that is to say a female, while the adult males generally live alone. Winifred should be leading by default as the only apparent female in the herd. See you Thursday, my loyal minions. Until then, remember to stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye now.